Welcome to the very first episode of your new favorite sports podcast, The Beer Money Podcast. We're brought to you by our friend Kyle McGeechan at Two Rivers Realty. He's a great friend of ours, and in this housing market, you want a quality home at a fair price. So talk to Kyle, and he'll hook you up. We are Maine's premier handicapping podcast, and even though we probably won't make you rich, you might just win some beer money. I am your underqualified but overstimulated host, Big Ben, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Big Baby, and our producer extraordinaire slash soccer expert, Ham, a.k.a. Ham Newton, a.k.a. Lil Ham Sausages. How we doing? So we've been good friends for a long time, and we've always loved watching and talking sports, just like you if you're listening to this. In the last couple of years, we've gotten into learning how to read lines and handicapping games based off our knowledge of our favorite sports teams, and we've decided, you know, why don't we just put this shit on wax and get the people what they want? Winners. So we're going to be talking about whatever sports are in season. Obviously, right now, we'll be launching the Beer Money podcast around college football, NFL, EPL, Bundesliga, etc. We're going to be dropping two shows a week. Tuesday, you can expect a picks recap from that past weekend adding teams to the naughty list, a.k.a. shit list, and giving out our Thursday night football picks. Friday, you'll be getting winners for that weekend's slate of games, including the Fort Knox Locks of the Week and some $5 Make You Holla parlays. You're getting two dope-ass episodes a week for free. You're going to laugh, you're going to win units, so make sure you tell your friends about the show and support our great sponsors. So I myself am somewhat new to college football. I've always been more of an NFL guy, specifically the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my team. But once I realized there's units to be won in college football, I started paying a little bit more attention, and now I'm picking winners. So with that said, Big Baby is really our resident college football guy, and he's ride or die with Notre Dame. So Baby, why don't you give the people a little taste of what they can expect from you on a weekly basis? All right, I am the opposite of our host, as I am actually educated and overqualified. The proof is in my nine years of higher education. The college is irrelevant. I am a diehard Notre Dame fan. I have suffered through Tyrone Willingham, then I suffered through Charlie Weiss, and eventually we got the great Brian Kelly. He comes out, he beats Newt Rockney. So is it the house that Kelly built? I'm not sure yet, but what I do know is Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman, that is a young core, and they are leading this team. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like Notre Dame is about to be back on top. So, Mr. Hamlico, can you tell me what you think about this podcast? What do you think about soccer? And just tell me in general... How the fuck are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, big baby. Uh, You know, I'm just here uh, giving my picks and trying to engineer this stuff. It's the first time for everybody, so, you know, we're learning on the fly here. Uh, To tell you a little bit about myself, um, I have been picking games all my life. Um, I've watched sports all my life. Always been a huge Red Sox fan growing up in uh, Maine. wasn't really a huge New England fan. Uh, I'm a Seattle fan. I like the Mariners. I like the Seahawks. Uh, my boys are going to talk a lot about college football during this season, and uh, I'm going to try to stay out of the way for that. Uh, you'll hear me talking a lot more about uh, soccer, specifically EPL. Uh, you know, I'm obsessed with Kylian Mbappe, so I bet on him every chance I can. Um, I'm a big baseball fan, uh, big NFL fan. Um, You'll probably catch me betting on every NFL game on the season, but not money, of course. We're only betting units. But uh, 
I just recently uh, picked up the WNBA, you know, trying to serve the underserved market. You know how I do it. You know, I'm always in there, uh, you know, just doing my thing, just trying to get this podcast out, just trying to uh, just trying to put on for Maine a little bit. You know, I want to help you win some beer money. So do your best to follow along. Uh, we already talked about uh, I think it's a Tuesday and a Friday drop. That's right. But uh do your best, follow along, go follow me on Padre Parlay on Instagram, and uh, yeah, subscribe to the show. All right, now that we're all friends here, uh, we can just get into what you came here for, uh, some picks. Oh, yeah. Well, well, actually, I shouldn't assume we're friends just yet, so uh, Big Baby, let us let me just throw out this hypothetical to you, to, to see if we're friends or not, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say little sixth grade baby, he's walking home from school, right? Mm-hmm. So I pull up in a windowless van. And your mom said it's okay it's if, you hop, if you hop in here and win some picks with me. But you just got to hop in and trust me. Are you jumping in this windowless van with me right now? You trust me? Are you showing cash up front? No, no, no. No promises. I'm just jumping in. You jumping in this I'm van I'm jumping with me? in. Little sixth grade bit. Your mom said it's okay. Yeah, little, little sixth grade, I don't take chances. I ain't jumping in that van with you. Oh, that's the wrong answer. I needed money in sixth grade, so I'm getting in. Dude, Ham's in here. You're I'm not in jumping there. in this van with me? Well, you got to trust me. We're about to win the people. Ask, you're telling me from a sixth grade perspective if I want the potential of What if you could go back and get an rid of your regrets? Male? No, I don't. No. <laughs> not, not worth the chance. I'm just trying to I'm just trying <laughs> to You tell me a van pulls up. What do you want me to tell you? I'm just trying to <laughs> sou- set the foundation for trust here. Do you trust me? I'm not going to touch you, little pecker. Well, just, get the, just get in the van. If you want to do that, just get in the van and win some picks with me. You trust me now? Yeah, I trust you now. I'll take you trust picks. me now? I'll ride with you. I'll ride you ride with me. Now. So you're getting in the van yes. and you wanted some picks. Go, I'll baby. do that. All right, we can get started because we got some pro- we that's, got some trust right now. Fine. All right, we can do that. This van right. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this van is fast as fuck. Where the AC, dog? Dude, I just got the I just got the new exhaust on there. This thing's loud as fuck. It's sexy. All right, first game of the week we got is Cincinnati. They're going to Notre Dame. Uh, the line opened at Cincinnati minus two and a half, so they're a road favorite. You got Notre Dame as a home dog. Uh, they got bet down, so Notre Dame's now plus one and a half, so that means people are kind of hopping on the Notre Dame uh, bandwagon, if you will. Uh, the total's at 50 and a half, uh, 2.30 kickoff. Big baby, you're the resident Notre Dame Irish, top fan. What do you got for this game? How do you want to start this out? I think a th- few things we need to look at is the home streak right now that Notre Dame's riding. They got 26 straight wins at um, when they're in South Bend. 26 straight wins. That's a huge point to think about right there. And also, huge. Cincinnati, they haven't played anything yet. No, they, they really they haven't. haven't. They haven't done much for a schedule. They got nothing there. I think if you're looking at it, you do have to remember, yes, Cincinnati's halfback. They got the junior, Jerome Ford. He's averaging six yards a carry with six touchdowns this year. He's been good. He has Damn. been good, but he also hasn't been tested at all. He hasn't played any legit defense yet. So I think right. what you're going to see is him playing a legit defense. You're going to see Notre Dame out there throwing a whole bunch of different looks under Marcus Freeman. He's going to mm-hmm. get them a little frazzled there. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're going to have to see is you're going to have to see that quarterback, um, Ryder or Ritter, however you say his name. I'm not going to lie. I might say it wrong. But that quarterback, you have to look at what he's going to truly do against legit defense. Because this year – if you look at oh, the for stats, Cincy, for quarterback? Cincy, yeah, yeah. Cincy quarterback. Because if you look right now at the he's stats, some, he's got some decent stats, yeah, right? That yeah. Cincy receivers have big, goes back to not playing anyone. Though. Yeah, but they haven't played right. Yeah, well, right. if you look at Cincy stats too, their average for the receivers receiving yard, they have high averages because it's big plays. They're right. playing garbage. They're running Ford. Yeah. They're having Ford hit him, hit him, hit him, and yeah. they're hitting him when they're not expecting that pass. You're not going to get that on Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton's going to sit there and lurk in that defense, and he's going to pick you off. 
And, you know, and you have Cam Hart. I, I don't think Cam Hart's going to sit there and do what he did last week every week. He had a great game in Wisconsin. I don't think that's every week, but he's, he's a very valuable cornerback for them, and he's not, he's not going to let you just throw all over him. So I, I think that if you take Ford out, which they will, with that D-line, I think that front seven's got him. I think the biggest thing you're going to look at here is uh, what can that quarterback on Cincy do, and I don't think it's enough. I think you're going to see that that Cincy being favored by one and a half is kind of a joke. I think Notre Dame is going to win here pretty solid. The over-under at 50, I mean, 50 and a half, I believe it, that, that is a little sketchy because I think what that comes down to is Notre Dame going to do what they did against Wisconsin. Are mm-hmm. they going to start, you know, really just pull away at the end? I don't think that will happen two weeks in a row. I think it'll be a little bit different than that. But I can see West. I can see Notre Dame winning at least by 14 here. And I think the money line being favored for Notre Dame, you have to hit that hard right now. I oh, think yeah. that's a very good value. Yeah. For units, if you're looking at the money line, I mean, if I had to throw out units, you know, I'm talking. I think you put you put two units. I on put it, two you? units on right. it. If I had a little extra bread to throw around, I'm, I'm throwing froggy. ten units. You know, I'm throwing ten easy on that. I think that's an easy win. I think that's easy okay. money. I think that Brian Kelly okay. used to be that coach of Cincy right. there. You know, I mean, I think he's got a point, a statement to make here. They played since in the past too, but I think it's a point to make here. I think he's going to have right. a very solid game against them, and especially at home again in South Bend. I can see this being fourteen plus for Notre Dame. Yeah, I have, I got a few plays okay. on this, so I put uh, put a couple units on Notre Dame spread at two and a half before it went down. Threw a couple units on uh, the Notre Dame money line. And I was actually looking, I was thinking, you know, both teams, they, they tend to start out slow, right? They might score a little bit in the second quarter, but I think you're right. They're going to open it up in the second half. But that's why I love the first half under. I found it at 24 and a half, so I don't think they're going to get there. That's three touchdowns and a field goal, and I'm still under the number with that half point. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the first half under. And like you said, I'm not buying into Cincy just yet. Um, they're always, they always kind of start out the year. And, and the ranking committee kind of just throws a number at them anywhere between like 8 and 15. And they kind of just float around, and, and they might win a game, lose a game. But when it really counts, you know, they can't pull through. And I don't think they have the roster to hang with Notre Dame all four quarters. Like even though, yeah, Cincinnati is ranked higher right now, but you got to look at the people they're taking in, the players that they're bringing in, and what Notre Dame's bringing in. They don't have the roster to hang with Notre Dame all four quarters, and we've seen what Notre Dame does at the end of the games. Like, yeah, they've played – you know, they played Florida State at the beginning of the year, and we, we know Florida State sucks now. But, you know, that's a tough game to open the year with. Uh, they beat Purdue at home, who's got a good team this year. You saw it. They, they cracked that ass last week at Wisconsin, who's on the shit list. Fuck Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Notre Dame. Got me to your point in the fourth me, quarter. Got me about six yeah. units on that game. Thank you Not very thinking. much. Mm-hmm. But I, I totally agree. I think Cincinnati's – uh, way overrated. This is this is way overmatched. Like you said, Brian Kelly's coming in with a what twenty six game win streak at home. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he's letting his former team come in there and snap that in front of the no home way. crowd. And no. especially if you can get Notre Dame no as a home dog, are you kidding me? Like you take that all day. Yeah. Now that uh-huh. also my oh, little play. No. My little play is the first half under twenty four and a half. But that's that's my thoughts on the game. And that's a good thing. And just I want to add in real quick before we switch over here is just like I think a big question mark here we have is how Jack Cohen's going to respond. He's coming back. He right. has an ankle injury that he still – they up. say it is a positive progress for his ankle injury. With that said, Ron Kelly came out and already said that he had Drew Pine – Taking so equal snaps, he's taking so equal dudes. snaps. Yeah. So, and you still have you still have uh, you know Tyler there, the freshman at you know sitting there at quarterback as well that can come in for your scrambling stuff. I think we need to look yep. at Jack Cohen. What happens to him? I think there's a chance that if he struggles at all, we see Drew Pine for the first time come in outside of injury. They might blanket that That's with the better. whole is Jack Cohen injury. But I think it's going to be under that. And you also got to remember he came in cold against Wisconsin and yeah. did what he did. 
He sat there. He was consistent. And I think the fact that they split time uh, on the reps this week, I think that shows something about their confidence in Pine, too. And on top of that, the last thing I just want to say is we might finally see this week Kelly giving a few more carries over to Chris Tyree at halfback instead of Kyron Williams. All year they've talked about how this might be the best one-two punch in college football. Mm-hmm. They haven't given as much to Tyree. It's been you know a third of the carries have gone to Tyree compared to Williams. I think I think we're going to see a little bit of a shift in that if I had to guess. And I think you're going to see with Tyree's speed, you're going to see a little bit more against the Cincinnati defense. And I think he might break. You know, he's got at least one run he's ready to break in this game. I think. Yeah, I think that's a great point because uh, if you're if you're looking at this game as Cincinnati, you got to prepare for two stud running backs on Notre Dame. And you also don't know who's going to be out there throwing the ball for Notre Dame. So you got to prepare for Jack Cohn, who's talented. You got to uh, prepare for Pine, talented. And then you got Buchner, like uh, you, I think you mentioned him before. Yeah. Uh, you, now you now not only it's hard enough to prepare for one quarterback and two great running backs, and now you don't know if you got to prepare for three quality starting quarterbacks because mm-hmm. you you saw last week Pine can do the job. Mm-hmm. I think Buchner's shown that he can do it too. So I think Notre Dame's in great shape. That even if they even if no one's hurt and everyone can play. They might just throw in a couple quarterbacks to change it up on drives and see what they can do because they're all they all play a different style of game. So I reps. think, yeah, that's what it goes back to. I don't think Cincinnati has a roster to hang with Notre Dame for four quarters. I think it's a joke that they're a favorite on the road. It's ridiculous. Like you said, they haven't played anybody. They beat, yeah, they beat Indiana by two touchdowns last week or the week before that. And that's like, an overrated Indiana yeah, team. Great, good for you, Cincinnati. I think they, I think they are going to come in. Uh, they're going to hype themselves up too much. They're going to get smacked around. They're going to wish they hadn't came. And I think it's easy, easy units if you put them on Notre Dame. I easy think that's moment. I think that's a winner. I agree. And this is the last thing I want to say real quick before I forget is I think we're also going to see from Tommy Reese, I think we're going to see more um, – I think we're going to see more passing. We saw Wisconsin what happened. I think that's when Drew Pine came in. They got a little more confident with it because I think they were kind of babying Jack Cohn when he came in. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we'll see more passing. And I think in that passing game, you have Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree who both split out to the slot sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know they're halfbacks, but they split out to the slot a lot because they're both very formidable in that passing game. Right. So I think that you're going to see a little more passing this week. And I think that passing is what's going to put them over the top. I think they're going to go a little bit away from the constant run, run, run that Notre Dame has done over the last five, six years. I think they're going to look more a little bit towards the passing. I think Tommy Reese has had time to see this team. I think he notices and understands now that it's time to put a little more in the passing game. For sure, for sure. All right, so I think the pick is – so I think we're both on the same thing, right? We're both jumping on uh, Notre Dame money line plus money. Kind of hard not to. Beer money consensus. Yeah, beer money consensus. Hamlin's in on it too. We're going Notre Dame money line. Uh, me personally, oh, I love that yeah. first half under. I think that's going to hit by a mile, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I think that's a great game, great, great little, uh, great little treat in between the the noon games and the three thirty games because yep. we got we got mm-hmm. a few more games game coming there. up here. Yeah, it's a great spot. Kind of settle on your couch, watch Notre Dame. Hopefully, you got a few different TVs at your crib. Watch all the different games on. Smoke a little weed. Sit, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe <laughs> some tree. It's legal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If it's, if it's legal where you live. And don't yeah. think for the over-under, too, I think what what I mentioned earlier, I think that Notre Dame's Second defense half. is going to hold. Overall, if you look at the full overall over-under right now, sitting at 50 and a half, yep. I really think that's going to be an under. I think yeah. that first half Notre under, Dame's full game under, doing both. There, and I don't, Notre Dame's offense is okay. I think the passing game is the only thing that might alter a little bit. If they do a lot more passing, I think they're going to score more. Yep. But I think that if they do more passing, get up, I think they're going to go right back into their comfortable spot of running. So it's going to keep that low. I think you hit the under right now. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, yeah, next game. Uh, this is probably my favorite game of the weekend. Um, I'm super psyched about it. It's, it's Georgia, Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is traveling to Georgia. 
Georgia is minus 18 and a half. So they're a pretty big favorite. Uh, the total is 48 and a half. We got a noon kickoff. Um, I'm going to start this off because I've been riding Arkansas all year. Um, I know this. I know we're starting this podcast probably like the fourth weekend of the season, but I've been Arkan- I've been on Arkansas since week one. Um, I put he five has. units on Arkansas to cover this spread. 18 and a half is huge. Um, I don't huge. know when Vegas is going to yeah. wake up and and stop um, low-balling Ar- Arkansas. Fuck. Yeah, w- wake the fuck up, Vegas. Like If you're going to keep giving uh, Arkansas double-digit points, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep taking them, and they're going to keep winning outright. Mm-hmm. So I mean Arkansas right now I'm not gonna, I might sprinkle the money line I think it's at like plus seven hundred right now I'm definitely yeah, taking that spread is. I already did I got five units on this game it's my biggest game of the week and I think we got to remember that you know Georgia they have looked impressive but like a lot of teams early season you haven't played anybody yet really Georgia's big win big signature win this year is week one against Clemson who Ooh, is ass. Yeah. Booty, ten to three. Booty, yeah. and so I think you look at uh, how Arkansas plays their game. They're patient. They got they got a great balance attack. Um, one of my favorite players this year is uh, Arkansas quarterback uh, number one KJ Jefferson. He's a dual threat guy. He uh, he he really he kind of slow plays the read option, and then after that gets beat up, he'll go deep on you with play action. He he looks very similar to Cam Newton in my opinion. Okay. He's he doesn't seem like he's fast, but he breaks loose and and he'll pick up first downs with his legs. He's definitely a dual threat guy. Um, they got a really good scat back to bounce that out. He's he's a, he's a little bit smaller. Uh, Traylon Smith, number twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good, shifty out of his cuts. And then you got this huge guy, uh, Traylon Burks on Arkansas. He's a wide receiver, great um, downfield receiver for the SEC. You can kind of throw it up to him in play action situations. Um, I just I just love their offense. Um, this team is they they just they, they don't care who they're playing. They come in, they bang them, and they get out with a dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Arkansas to cover that. Too. That's that's way too many points. Arkansas has not only beaten the spread every time they've won outright, and there's no reason to stop now. I'm on Arkansas plus eighteen and a half, five units. Do you have anything for this game? What I can say the most about this game right here is I think that no matter what Arkansas money line, that's worth sprinkling some units on. Man, it's that's plus weight. 700. All day, plus that's, 700. Too much. that's too, too much. Too many units. I mean, you don't got to think too hard about that just to do it to cover. And that's a Half good a unit, one unit. Right it's an edge bet no matter what. Um, all day. That, I mean, that, you got to look at that. You can't take that for granted. I think that has to be there. Well, well, no, I think do this, that to themselves. That's right. Ridiculous. And I think I think the yeah. spread. I think when the is spread, Vegas going to wake the up? The spread's usually less favorable, obviously, as far as odds and pay you know payouts for units and stuff. But if you're looking at, if you're looking at the odds and stuff, you know, eighteen and a half. That's so generous for Georgia. And I think. But with that said, I think there's a couple things we're going to see this game. I think we're going to see that first of all, Georgia's defense is legit. We do know that much. We know that Georgia's defense is legit. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're about to see one of two things. We're going to either, A, expose the Big 12, for which I've been saying all along. And I think Arkansas is that outlier in Big 12. Really they're, think- they're SEC. Uh, Arkansas is? Yep. Can you rewind this? <laughs> yes. All right, yep. so take that back. What I think is, we're going to take that back. So starting from the top, bam, bam, clap. What I think here is, what we're going to see is Georgia's defense is legit. Georgia's defense is definitely no joke. They can mm-hmm. sit there and they can hang. I think um, the reason why this is tricky for a lot of reasons, though, I mean, you got so much disrespect towards Arkansas. And as everyone so much. knows, you look at Las Vegas. What do they always, have to do? What do they have to do to right. get some respect? But you always look at Vegas odds. But that's good for us. Vegas odds, they're, always, they're always a little 
you know, and you That's get, the other thing. Yeah. They're always a trap. Yeah. And I get I get that. I think they're dead but, wrong. But I think exactly. I think they are dead wrong this week. I think that that's one of those I think they're trying to be sneaky and add it in there. And I think that I think they're actually hurting themselves on this week. Yeah, I, I, think I think that's so a too. bad take from Vegas. I, I don't think Arkansas has any problem covering the spread. Um, Absolutely not. As far as the, again money line, you got to go with that. You have the to, over under forty eight though. I go under on this for strictly because Georgia's to. defense right. is legit. Georgia's right. le- defense is legit. I think Arkansas's defense can sit there. I don't think Arkansas's defense is elite, but mm-hmm. also the reason why I say that is they played Texas A and M, who I think is okay. They're pretty solid defense. I think Ar- I think A and M overall was very overrated beginning Absolutely. this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm the same way we talk about Cincinnati. I think it's overrated. I mm-hmm. think they are overrated as well. So I think that um, with that said, though, you can look at the under being the more favorable hit. I agree. And mm-hmm. and to go with that, the last thing I'll say about this game is just like I truly don't think that JT Daniels is anything special. I think there's a difference yeah, between That's a great college. point. He's banged up. He's yeah, banged well, up. I think even a healthy JT Daniels, you have college you know, stars, and then you like right. how does that translate, uh, translate to the NFL? Mm-hmm. I don't think JT Daniels is even a college star. And it, so, so I'm sitting here Ouch. with my hot take on this one game right here is I think he's going to have a lot of pressure this game. He's going to know this is a big yeah. game for him. And I think that uh, my hot take here is that Daniels is going to get – they're going to be behind a little bit. Georgia might get behind by a score or two. And I could see Daniels being the type of person that's going to sit there and uh, even if he's not really that banged up, he's going to play it up. He's going to want to come out because he doesn't want the heat. He's going to let Bennett take the heat of who's, uh, who's to blame for that loss. I think Arkansas wins this game. I think JT Daniels comes out early, claims it's a little bit of injury because he can go off of that. Mm-hmm. He has at least reason mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. My hot take, JT uh, kind of screws his team over and puts it on Bennett. Hot take, JT is a I bitch. Agree. That's I my agree. hot take. I agree. Because guess what? Check these stats out. JT Daniels against number three Clemson in the first week. Mm-hmm. Clemson, we all know his booty. Got, uh, JT Daniels, 22 for 30 passing completions uh and attempts yeah. how many yards do you think he got on 22 completions i bet under 175 you are right that's 135 guess mm-hmm. how many touchdowns he had one maybe goose egg guess mm-hmm. how many picks yep. he had yep. bagel two one one that's still okay. you look at those numbers and then he didn't even really ball out really against south carolina either he had some decent numbers but south carolina's ass yep. i think i think you're right that's i think fair. i think it's a low scoring game and with mm-hmm. a number dude if you're looking at 18 points you got to cover 18 points if you're georgia I don't think so. I think it's. I think Arkansas spreads money. I think you shouldn't. I think you shouldn't gamble on sports if you're not going to take Arkansas plus eighteen and a half. Mm -hmm. What are you doing if you're not taking Mm -hmm. Arkansas plus eighteen and a half in this game? Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your units. Personally, I got five on Arkansas. I got five on it. Mm -hmm. But um, Arkansas is my team. I'm going to keep riding with them Mm -hmm. and. uh, I think that's I think that's going to be a great game. That's a noon game. It's going to be a great game to kick off the day. And uh, sounds like it's a Fort Knox lock. That's a, that, Fort you know Knox what, Hamlin? Hamlin, put me down for that. Put me down for a Fort Knox lock of the week. Let's go. Arkansas plus t- plus Let's eighteen and a half. Go. That's my that's Fort Knox lock, lock of the, the week. That's the first one in the Thank you very much. of beer it, money. It's got to be. This is lightning in a bottle if Georgia does anything different in my opinion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just too many points, mm-hmm. man. It's yep. too many points. Too many points for any high quality SEC yeah. teams, but especially a Georgia team that's been exposed. And Hawks. that's why that's why he's a producer extraordinaire. It's a lock of the week. Let's Thank go. you. Thank you. All right. So if we're ready, uh, we got next yep. game. We got Iowa, Maryland. Mm-hmm. We got Iowa minus three, uh, traveling to Maryland. So they're coming from Iowa all the way over to uh, over to Maryland. We got the total at forty-eight points. Personally, I like Maryland 
plus three at home. I I think they can. I think they're. I think they get it for big games. I think they can pull out the win at the end. Yep. Um, but this is all you. This is all you, big baby. What you got? So for this one, just a couple uh, quick little uh, notes here. I think that Tua's little brother. He's come out. He's thrown ten touchdowns, yeah. one one interceptions here. And even last year, he showed that he was very solid. So with ten touchdowns and one interception for Tua's little brother, I don't think that's going to change. I think he's a great college quarterback. Mm-hmm. And again, might be a little bit of a hot take on the separate topic of the NFL. I think that Tua was a great college quarterback. I think he was just going to translate to average in the NFL. I think we're already kind of seeing that. Not even past right. injury prone. I just think he's an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, his little brother is doing the same thing. I think he's mm-hmm. proven that he can dominate the college landscape in you know multiple multiple ways. Mm-hmm. That does not translate to the NFL. We see yeah. what happens with elite yeah. talent out there on defense. And you can't yeah. you can't turn the ball over to Iowa. That's how they beat teams. And mm-hmm. I don't think that he does that. I think nope. Right. I, I agree. I hundred percent agree. That was my next point. Is Iowa played so at this point, Iowa has played an overrated Indiana team. Very overrated. And an overrated Iowa State team, in my opinion. Exactly. I think Iowa State is normally mm. overrated. I think it's because they're in that Big 12 and they want to give a Big 12 a yeah, little when's shout When's the last out. time Iowa State won anything? When, yeah. they win a, when they win a Peach Bowl or whatever the it, fuck it's it is. Always, I don't care. It's a little shout-out. You know, it's a little shout-out to Big 12 yeah. all the time. And I think that um, Iowa is very, very good at limiting points on defense, though. We can't, you know, we can't discredit that. They haven't given up more than 24 points in a game since 2018. But again, Crazy. but again, I want to look Holy back shit. at I want to look back at what you have. Holy shit! Again, I th- I've always been of the opinion that the Big Ten the Big, Big Ten, Ten has they don't been very a overrated a lot. I think they're solid on defense. I think that's always a good trend. It's kind of like Big Twelve. Big Twelve has offensive firepower, no defense. I think Big Ten has always been mm-hmm. kind of the the opposite. You hundred percent. The outlier would be Ohio State. You got who, shitty who weather. 10, you Ohio got State snow. Gets you got great. cold. Right. Yeah. And Ohio State usually yep. gets good credit for being. They do score a lot. Ohio State is the outlier, just like we yep. talked about earlier with other outliers there. So. I just think that um, if we're looking at it that way, and you also got to think, Maryland did beat a very good West Virginia team. Yeah. Uh, and they had to Virginia, come from behind to do it. And I know it was that, a great game. And I know that Oklahoma, game. in my opinion, again, Oklahoma's overrated. They have Spencer Rattler, and they made that overrated. They want to make Spencer Rattler, for some reason, they want him to be this big Heisman you know, poster child. Oklahoma's terrible. I, I think Rattler is not only too ugly to be a poster child for anything, <laughs> I think he's also like, he, I think he's good. Is what I think he is. I think mm-hmm. he's a good college quarterback. Yeah. I don't think he's great. I don't yeah. think he has any chance at being elite in the NFL. I think we see now he's certainly not what uh, the preseason predictions would would want you to think. No, I think you're hurt. But I think you're kicking yourself if you you took like anyways. his big. Um, I think you took you're kicking yourself. If you took the big juice on him being you know a Heisman favorite. Right. Really, I don't. I don't think there. I mean, you have yes, he throws a lot. Sure. Um, you can throw a lot and not be good. So, but Oklahoma barely beat West Virginia, Great right? Point. Yeah. And Maryland beat West Virginia by six. Right. So you, so you, if you want to look at Maryland on a level, that way, exactly. But you also look at the uh, something that kind of intrigued me with this, though. It, it's kind of a separate topic, but Illinois, we haven't talked about it much. I think Illinois is. I think they're showing that they're getting progressively better as a team. Well, Brett so, Bielema, speaking of Arkansas, uh, Brett Bielema, former coach of Arkansas, is now the head coach of Illinois. That's a legitimate SEC coach who's okay. up there in Illinois. And I think trying that's to kick why ass. we're seeing progression. Okay, exactly. I think that's a great point. I think that's why we're seeing progression because Illinois uh, they played great. I think they played good this year, especially for themselves. I think they played like above what they should be playing. Right. I think we're seeing a lot of ad that. So even though Maryland had a close game, with that Illinois, was at Illinois, right? Even. And, the way game. And, get, and you know what else about that game? Yeah. Illinois' uh, best quarterback hadn't played before that. That was his first game mm-hmm. back. So I think, A, that's why we're seeing improvement. But, B, it says a lot that Maryland can go on the road yep. and beat their best quarterback returning from injury, even if it's only by three. That's yep. a tough place to play. Dude, 
It's Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's it's Illinois. Those people are fucking hammered. They're loud. That's a mm-hmm. tough place to play. No, and it Mar- is. Maryland's coming from the East Coast out there, and they still beat them. Great win. And we will, we won't go win. too deep into this, but I think that people think uh, they forget. You know, Lovey Smith's in there as the Illinois coach, right? For a while. Yeah, he was. People forget that, and I think that this is what happens a lot in college football. I think we're seeing it in Miami constantly with the turnovers, and same with Florida State, but especially Miami. They don't allow teams that they don't allow a coach to come in and build and get his recruit and then go. So I think you got to also remember Illinois right now is sitting on all of Lovey Smith's recruits. Oh yeah. And I think Lovey is going to get a lot mm. more recruits than mm-hmm. you would think. Right. And I think that's going to be a key factor in how Illinois is going to play the rest of the year. I think they got a lot of solid recruits that went there thinking Lovey Smith's my coach. He's got NFL yeah. connections. So I think when you add all that together, I think Illinois is a lot better than people are going to give them credit for. So I think that Maryland win, even though it's a little sketchy that it was that close, right. I don't think that needs to come into play Wins too much win. of the Iowa. Win. Again, I think that this is going to be a – I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. But I still, at the end of the day, I got Iowa solid defense. I right. got Maryland great offense. Yes, normally I'd mm-hmm. say defense wins championships, mm-hmm. but this is a championship. This is one game. I put Maryland above Iowa for this game. Absolutely. Okay. I agree. I think I got Maryland plus three. I think uh, they've shown in every single game, every close game, they just have that if factor. If you're looking at a team and they can show that at the end of the game that they pull it out no matter what, they might turn the ball over. They might get tone, get turnovers. But they end up winning the football game. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that stands Clutch. out, you haven't you don't see this a lot in college football early season, but we already have a common opponent between Iowa and Maryland. We got they both have played Kent State fairly recently. Kent State's a team that um, yeah, they're mid major. They're not a you know, they're not a huge uh, big time uh, difficult, you know, opponent, but they can put up points. And they Iowa they, 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 they traveled play. so yep. Kent State right. traveled to Iowa uh, last week. Iowa beat them thirty to seven. Kent State traveled to Maryland last week, and uh, Maryland beat them 37-16. to 16. So if you're looking at that, the point differential is pretty much the same. So if you want to call that even as far as how they played against the same team, then you factor in Iowa coming all the way across the country and the fact that Maryland got three points to play with. Mm-hmm. Maryland plus three is a play all day long. The last thing I'll say okay. is under in this game okay. goes – is the, the one to go with. I say you go with the under, and I think that's right. because of Iowa's defense. I think Maryland's offense the is whole good streak. enough to win that, but I think Iowa's defense keeps you under that under. This right. man hates points. Yep. No, I hate points. He hates points. I Take the under. Defense. I want to see people <laughs> slapped around, and that's right. right as well. So as much as I like Iowa, I got a lot of things to love about Iowa. I think Maryland is going to pull this one out. I think it's going to be an upset. A hey, big, you know what's, big upset. You know really what's good. beautiful about unders? Yeah. You know what's beautiful about unders? You're what? winning until you're not. Right, you're yeah. winning that under until you're not. That's right. So hey, it's a good way to ride until they game. get to that point total. Yeah, you could be winning for the winning. whole game. You could be right. winning the whole game. And hopefully, the whole game. Yep. All right. And either way, these units are beer money, so you don't lose much if you lose. Beer money. Subscribe. Uh, so our next game, um, this one's personal to me because, like I said, uh, it's, it's it's Michigan Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's a home team. Uh, they're giving Mich- Michigan two points, so Wisconsin's minus two. The total over under, it's 43 and a half. It's another noon kickoff. This one's personal to me because I've been riding Michigan all season. They've been great covering the spread. Uh, first time they didn't cover was last week against uh, Rutgers. I think it was uh, 20 to 13 was the final. So yeah. they, didn't, they didn't cover the spread there. Uh, Wisconsin, um, they're, they're on my shit list. Wisconsin is one of my shit. least favorite teams of all time. I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I have been on my whole life. I hate the Wisconsin Badgers more than I hate the Baltimore Ravens. That's how much I fucking wow. despise the Wisconsin Badgers. Can I say Serious one thing real hate. quick? Who, who do you hate the most on Wisconsin that makes you hate them so much? Because I bet Gra- we have it in. Can, can you guess? I, I can guess Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Yep. 
Grammerts. Terrible stats. I think that's Grammerts. a big thing. Grammerts. Yeah. <laughs> I think he oh, makes man. everyone hate Wisconsin. Yeah. How could honest. you not? How could you not? I think it also makes you question. I think he's got two touchdowns well, and seven Wisconsin picks this year. One, one touchdown, six picks. Exactly. Oh, you know. And I'm I'm happy to say. So it, my pick this game is Michigan plus two and probably Michigan money line. If we're being honest, I I put a couple units on the Michigan money line because I'm so confident. I don't need those two points. Mm-hmm. I think I don't need them. I think for me this game's a little bit tough because I've always been in a strong opinion in the last few years, especially that the Big Ten isn't that legit from top to bottom. No, it's mm-hmm. not. I think they go they go through their waves. I, you know, I mean, I think last year Northwestern proved very great in certain aspects. They had a great O line, they had a good defense. Same you know? with Indiana, right? Indiana, Indiana, Indiana went out and uh, covered. I, th- I think, I, against I think Ohio Indiana State. played out of their minds last year. Yeah. We rolled with them for units last year. You know, right. yep. there was good things there. But I think um, I, I I will, as a Notre Dame fan, it hurts me to say it, but I will concede that I think Michigan is a better team this year than they've ever been under Harbaugh. Oh, absolutely. I do think overall, mm-hmm. absolutely. as long as you can avoid, mm-hmm. you know, outside of injuries and that, if you're looking at them absolutely. as a whole, I think this is the best team they've had. And um, But with that said, I truly think they're still a very average D1 college football team, if you're looking at Power 5 conferences. Mm-hmm. And um, with that said, I think Wisconsin's defense is definitely above average. I mean, I'll, I'll dare put them right. towards great. They are great. They're great. I mm-hmm. won't put them at elite, but they're great. You know, they're yep. great. If you take that defense. off, if you take that defense, Wisconsin's defense, and you put it with even an average quarterback, I think they're undefeated. Yeah. They no, beat they, they beat Penn State and they yep. beat Notre Dame. And I, I agree with but that. But the offense is so it's 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 dog it's terrible. Booty. It's, it's terrible. Bad. Booty. And where does that start though? Graham Mertz, right? Graham Mertz. So if you're looking what one touchdown, six picks, right? Yep. One touchdown, six picks. What's his completion percentage? Uh, I bet it's I bet it's fifty uh, at best. Forty four. Forty four percent. What is it? Fifty two at best. Fifty six point eight percent. Wow. Okay. He's better Terrible. than we thought. He's that, only averaging six yards per pass though. So think even, about that. Even with dumb down he, passes, he would, he would this be is better off. He, he would average more yards per throw if he switched hands and started throwing <laughs> lefty rather than throwing righty. Because clearly throwing righty is not working out for Graham Mertz. Yeah. At this point, Wisconsin would do better just running every damn play and not worrying well, about that's the play thing. action. Like, you know what a crazy a great, stat they got is? They've got a great running back. Great crazy line. stat. He threw double the amount of passes last year in 2020. He threw 193 passes to his 95. Uh-huh. He's thrown more interceptions this year than <laughs> all of last year. Yeah. All of last year. I think, Unbelievable. I, don't, I think Mertz. Graham Mertz and, you know, this what a is, fraud. It's I, <laughs> what a fraud. With that said, I will say, I mean, as you guys can admit, us sitting here, not pretending we could do better. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this. We're not pretending we do better. But what we are doing is comparing him to his field. And that's fair. Right. You're comparing what him to what he is. If you compare him to his field, he's... I hate to say it, he's dog shit. He's nothing. Yeah. He's Listen, really, really you bad. You don't hate to say it. And I don't. And, oh, well, I actually, I, I, as, as a whole, <laughs> I like the, I like the idea of Wisconsin University. And he's not the type I of. I like the college. I, I like all about that. I love their fan base. I think they're really passionate. And all that I appreciate. But there's no yeah. doubt that when you come down to a game, you, what do you normally look at? 95% of the time you're yep. looking, what can your quarterback do? Yeah. Graham Mertz isn't going to do it for you. So as much as I don't yeah. think Michigan is a great team, because I think I think they're good. I think they're a good team in a yep. average conference. Yep. I think what you get out of this, though, is that Graham Mertz has zero chance of leading them at the end. And I think this is going to be a game that's going to be a little dogfight defensively to right. the end. I think when it comes down to the end, it's going to be th- where's the quarterback play at? Graham Mertz is not yeah. going to show up. I think I think that's why yeah. the spread is so tight on this right now because mm-hmm. I definitely think this is a game where even Vegas doesn't know what's going to happen. That's why we got a two-point spread. Yeah. So I think this mm-hmm. is Michigan's test. We're going to find out whether come November when Michigan is playing Ohio State, 
this week is when we're going to find out whether that game matters. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Michigan's looked great against against opponents. Even against Rutgers, they didn't cover, but Rutgers is a tough team. They got Greg Schiano back. Greg schiano has got NFL pedigree. He's a great defensive coach. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect them to roll over Rutgers. And I, I think that was a, I think point. it was fair that, that Rutgers covered that spread. But I think if you take Michigan at their best, what they're doing best this year, and you match it up against what Wisconsin's been beat by, I think I think that's a recipe for Michigan to come out and show that they belong, show that they're for real this year. John Harbaugh, we all been saying, uh, mm-hmm. or Jim Harbaugh, everybody's been saying Jim Harbaugh hasn't done really anything of significance since mm-hmm. he's been at Michigan. He's yeah. had a few recruiting classes under his belt. He's got some studs on the on the skill positions on offense. Uh, number two, what's his name? Uh, Blake Corum, Michigan's running back. He's fast as fuck. I think he's averaging seven yards a carry. Um, he's solid. Eventually, they're going to wear down Wisconsin's defense. They're going to do some trickery. Someone's going to break free, and they're going to start dumping all over, uh, all over Wisconsin. We're going to see a repeat of last week where it was tight going into the fourth quarter, and then Michigan's going to start dumping on them. I really do think that's going to happen. I think Michigan comes out, state yeah. and win. I'm riding Michigan plus two. Thank okay. you very much. And for future Here picks, real fast, don't forget, I think well, I meant to mention this earlier, I, I think we need to give credit to Rutgers and what they've built as a program there. I think 100%. ever since – you had the right. Imagine trying to recruit guys to go to Rutgers. You had the Ray Rice yeah. era where Rutgers, you know, they they put some legitimacy mama out went there. To Rutgers. You know, and you know, and there we go, little ham sausages. Yeah. His mom goes. There. She went mama. there, right? Yeah. And you yeah. know, but what I'm saying, like Rutgers, they I've ever Rutgers since the Ray Rice era, they they haven't had much legitimacy, like. Yeah, and I, I think this sure. year, oh, no, they're and terrible. I, and I, but I think this year, I think we do as much as I don't want to give credit to Michigan. I think we need to give credit to Rutgers on this point oh, to realize absolutely. Michigan isn't bad. And I think Rucker, this shows Rucker's what Rutgers is think. becoming. Because they got okay. Greg Schiano back. They had yeah. to, dude. They, they not only did they give Schiano the bag to hire mm-hmm. him back, he he asked for a private jet to do recruiting and go to games and whatnot. And they're like, yeah. yes. Yeah. They, they didn't Hell even think yeah. about it. They're like, yes. And the, so. and the very, <laughs> very, very last thing I want to say about this game, we'll move right on. Is as much as it pains me again, I think this is a amazing point of the importance of letting a coach go through his progressions, getting his recruits until you decide to fire or, you know, not. And mm-hmm. I think we see that all the time. Again, Miami, Florida state, all these teams that are struggling every, you know, couple years or it's maybe a matter of time they're getting rid of them. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not even giving them time to build a program. You're saying, yeah. Hey, these aren't your recruits. This and isn't anything of- to do with you. Let's see what you can do. You give them one year and you say, oh, that's not enough. You didn't yeah. let them build the program. So credit to Michigan as much yeah. as I hate to do it. Credit to Michigan. I yeah, think the, the smartest things- thing you can do is let Harbaugh ride out this contract, see Absolutely. what he can do with his recruits. If he yeah. gets his recruits and he still can't do anything, fine. Yeah. But as much as I don't want to see them succeed as a Notre Dame fan, I can't take away from the fact that Michigan is doing it right by doing this. And it's not like yeah. Michigan. It's not like Jim Harbaugh isn't pulling in quality players. Are you look at – the NFL players have pumped out. You got Taylor Luan, right? Mm-hmm. He's a he's the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. You got Frank Clark, one of the highest paid defensive players in the NFL, Super Bowl winner with the Chiefs. Uh, you got uh, who's the other kid there? Uh, Jabril Peppers. Um, he's he's a high draft pick. The, he gets money. he gets NFL quality prospects, and he's yeah. got a few more. I'm, I I know I'm forgetting some, but the guy the guy can pull in talent. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of putting it all together, and it always has been. And I think this year is a year that he's finally putting it all together. I think you're seeing that product on the field. They're not losing games at the way they have been in the past. You know, usually you're used to seeing Michigan piss down their leg at the end of the game or just being out of it in the first quarter yeah. to begin with. That's what we've always seen from Michigan. They're yeah. not doing either of those things this year. I think uh, Michigan's legit this year. I'm going to keep riding them. 
I fucking hate Wisconsin, so of course I'm going to bet against them. Fuck Give me Michigan. Them. Fuck Wisconsin. And just to further your point, again, I know this is a lot. We can cut whatever. I'm going to say it right now. You can cut it if you want. Just to go back to defense, though, real quick. You're looking at. <laughs> it's like that meme, like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, you just got to do I'm it. I'm just going to say it. You just got to say it. If you're I'm looking at defense, though, to go, to, go further, to go further on your point, right? Yeah. I think Chris Wormley is going to – I think he's going to come out. He's going to be a little bit better. But you have Devin Bush. <laughs> Devin Bush. Oh, yeah, Devin Bush. Hurt. Big, great, big, great big linebacker, right? Hair. That's what I'm saying. You got a great linebacker Some of the there. Worst hair Chase Winovich. He's doing very well yeah, for another the one. Patriots. I knew I was forgetting oh, He's yeah. doing very well for the Patriots. Yeah. He got hurt. But um, um, Michael Awanu, the the New England Patriots guard. Uh, I know it's awesome. Come, come again? But or he's great. Awanu, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, what was that? <laughs> and, then, and then you have Frank. Like you mentioned Frank Clark, but you also have Sean Gary. A lot of these guys are. A go. lot oh, of these guys shit. are coming from the defensive Dude, side the of Michigan. There you go. Michigan hasn't been able to get a good quarterback yet. It's shown through. Wisconsin can't get one either. Also, at the end yep. of the day, last take. You need big quarterbacks to be anything productive in college to. football. It does not have to be an NFL quarterback, but you need big college quarterbacks. So, again, yep. Maryland pick, that makes my point. Tua's little brother is a big-time college quarterback. Yep. All right. Slam it home. Last game that we have for college slate. Uh, it might be my favorite game of the week. I know I said Arkansas is my favorite game of the week, but that's only as far as units are concerned. I think this game is going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend. It's a fucking fantastic matchup. Mm. Storylines out the ass. Mm -hmm. Just just great all around. I'm talking about Ole Miss going to Alabama. Alabama's oh. Alabama's yeah. given them 14 and a half points. We got Alabama minus 14 and a half. The total, guess uh guess what the total is, guys? Just give me a guess. What do you think the total is? It's very very high. It's going to be very very high. Do you have Grossly any high. Do you have any sort of guess? It's I'm over uh, 70 and it's absurdly high. It started over 60 at least, maybe not 70, over 60. It started at 79 and a half is where it opened. Mm -hmm. That okay. is the yep. highest yep. point total, highest opening point total Way too high. in the history of an SEC game. Wow. 79 and a half points for these two teams. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Un unreal. And so the way I look at that, you know, you'd see, you know, you'd never think you'd see Bama in a game where the point total is almost 80 fucking points. So you know what Vegas wants mm -hmm. you to do? They want you to say, hey, look at that total. You know, yeah, it's yeah, almost it's 80. Too much. Yeah, it's you almost 80 points. You want, you want the under, don't you? That's just way too do much. It. Don't take it. Do it. Take the under. Do it. I'm do not it. doing it. Well, you know it. what? That's I'm great. not doing it. I'm you not know what? doing it. They're challenging me to take the under. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm taking the over, God damn it. Give it to me. Give me that over. You think you, Give can, it to me. You think you can scare me with 79 and a half points? Hell no, no. That doesn't scare me at all. I Hell love points. No. I'm going to sit on my couch, drink some beer, and watch this game. Fucking rack them up. I live for 80 points, baby. And I don't even care who wins this game. You know why? Because I just want those points. Yeah. Give me all the points, Daddy. Score, give baby. me, a, give me a bukkake of points. <laughs> oh, give me yeah. it all over the place, mm -hmm. all over my face. Give all me all over. those bukkake points. Come on. I don't give a fuck. Give me that over. I'm taking oh, the over. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm also taking Ole Miss plus fourteen and a half. I okay. think Lane Kiffin's going to come in, show Saban who's wow. daddy. I don't know if they're okay. going to win the game. I don't okay. think they don't have to win the but game. I don't care. Fourteen and a half points. Ton of points. Okay. Give me fourteen and a half. Give me the fucking over. Let's go. I can't wait for this game. So I hate oh, to do yeah. this. I'm going the opposite oh, wow. of you. That's fine. I love it. So I think I with the over-under, I think this is an obvious under. Drop the gloves. I think it's an obvious under. That's what they want you I, to think. Yeah, and I get that. Normally, I think Vegas is a little trap. I think this is an obvious under. And I think the reason why right here, I think the spread is bad, too. I think Bama is going to cover that spread. 
What I'm looking at right Ooh, now. Let's go. Yep. What I'm looking I can't at right wait now, for Monday's show because okay. we're going to find out. I think yeah. we'll find out. But again, I'll, I'll fully admit right now I haven't paid, paid as much attention as I should to Ole Miss defense. I've been focused on their offense. I should pay more attention to their defense. You should focus on but their offense. But if you're looking at the, you're looking at their offense, you got Matt Corral, right? So I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I think he is. I think, again, I think it's another college quarterback. Has been favorite. I think he's another college quarterback. With that said – I think that people are giving way too much, and they're putting way too much in the way fact that much. Chris Allen is out for Alabama on that end. They still are so filthy on that defensive line. Do you think line. people are? Yeah. Do you think and that's getting seven. too much credit? I I think so because I don't even know who that is. So. Well, Chris Allen was their top top D lineman, <laughs> so we should know who he is. He's their top. He's their top pass rusher. Yeah, you're talking yeah. your pass. Your top pass rusher is out. Okay, well, well, old. That goes Mid- to my point, doesn't it? No, does it, does, it, not? it does. But what also goes to my point is Bama also has a number 22-ranked player in Drew Sanders and the number 19-ranked in Chris Braswell According to replace to that opening to ESPN, their, their rankings for their recruiting thing. Alabama has a number 22-ranked player in Drew Sanders. So recruiting? And okay. recruiting. That's fair. That's fair. And okay. number 19-ranked okay. in Chris Braswell, who can both replace that spot. You know who's, okay. number, one, you know who's number one in my heart? Matt Corral. Anyways, Big continue. Baby. All right. So he can be number one in your heart, but he's also going to be number one on your shit list after this game. No, fuck Because no. I think that with when you have Drew Sanders and Chris Braswell can both step up there, Who? people forget these are five-star recruits. I'm not I'm – So not, they're freshmen? I'm not worried – no, 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 no. <laughs> they're not freshmen, but I'm not worried about that. I, I will admit, yes, Chris Allen, a five-year senior, That that is a big – Oh, he's a super senior? It's a big blow. Well, COVID, COVID counts are different. Uh, so COVID if you're looking senior. at it, though, but you're looking hurt? at it, yes, Chris Allen's a big. It's a big. It's a big blow. It's not that big to a team like Alabama. That would be a big. Te- that'd be a big blow to a team like Next LSU, man. Auburn, anybody else outside of Alabama. Honestly, that is a big blow for them. Though not they have either. people that can step up. Because guess what? If you have Drew Sanders step up, he doesn't do well. Chris Braswell come in. One yeah. of them is going to produce. I am not worried at all about Ole Miss throwing all over them. I think their second Alabama secondary. Bama's secondary might give up points. I will give that. But it's not going to be because of pass rush. It's strictly going to be because if Bama's secondary maybe blows a few coverages. They're not going to blow enough maybe. coverages to let this happen. Maybe. I think the under is a guaranteed hit. I think the spread for Bama is easy. You take the spread on Bama, and I think the money line goes to Bama. At the end of the day, as much as I hate to hype them you're up, gonna bet the, you bet, you're going to bet a 14 and a half game, favorite This game money is line? hyped up because okay. of Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral, and I do okay. not think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see that Saban is going to put Kiffin in his place. Kiffin's going to get down in his little high chair, and he's going to be quiet when – Saban talks. That's what it's going to come down to. Saban's going to say, be quiet, little baby. I need to talk. And they're going to win the game. I cannot wait for And this at game. the end of this game, <laughs> cannot wait for and this at the end of this game, Saban's going to have... Oh, we will. At the end of this game, Saban <laughs> is going to have Kiffin and our little leash and say, walking all fours to your side. Kiffin's a freak, dude. I'm not he loves that shit. I think it, he probably like it. Have you seen his Tinder profile? Like dude, it. he's a daddy, man. He'll like it. He'll like it. But the point is, Saban's going to make him prove that he loves that shit. Saban is going to come out here. He's going to smack Ole Miss in the mouth. And I bet that Bama wins by 21 plus. Okay. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. He said float him a touchdown. I'll take the spread float him one. One last point. I don't don't know what kind of idiot they have scheduling these games, but the fact that this game is at a 3.30 slate is fucking ridiculous. This should be under the lights. This should be a fucking... Crazy drunk. Imagine giving those guys yeah, all day to drink. You deserve to be even fired. under more, the lights. Is this Alabama's under the lights? Even more guess who they, guess who they have? Guess who they have at the primetime slot for seven thirty on ABC? 
Notre Dame. It's, it's Indiana Notre and Penn State. It's I Indiana already. and Penn State. Oh, let's oh, all get yeah. let's all get up to watch fucking Indiana and Penn State score fucking twenty five points. To be combined. fair, you schedule yeah. these early on, you think Indiana's yeah. better than they are. I think that we should have known before when Indiana lost a few right, guys yeah, on defense just... they weren't and on offense too. But just, all, just let me yell at someone. All, right? all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, <laughs> I think this is going to be a very underwhelming game. I think Bama's going to oh carry out twenty points. Twenty-one oh God, Bama. party poop. And I'm not even a huge Bama fan. <laughs> oh I'm not God. a huge Bama. I'm just saying this is not. I don't think Bama is going to be some elite team that runs a table, no issues. I don't think Ole Miss is going to be their problem. I'm not worried about it. I'm saying that Bama is going to run through Ole Miss. It's not going to be a problem. Uh, it just it just disappoints me. I just asked for a bukkake of points on my face, and you say it's going to be a disappointing game. It's, so it's just going to be saving in his. Bro, it's hey, gonna well, be easy. I think if you ask right, Saban what a bukkake was, he'd say as a type of sushi. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's like, yeah, I gave my wife that the other day. <laughs> my wife asked me we for that. And I said, I don't like restaurant. sushi. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can't get good sushi in Alabama, wife. <laughs> I'm not gonna. We're not doing bukkake tonight. Also, uh, shout out Shane. I'll <laughs> oh, shout out Shane Gillis if you want to know how Alabama got good at football. Just listen to him. Uh, He'll yep, tell yep, you. Yep. He'll anyways, tell you. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you. Shane Gillis will tell you. All right. That's so. That's gonna wrap up our college football games this week. Next next segment, we're probably Man. gonna do some NFL. We might do I some uh, might do some soccer, some ba- some baseball. You never know. But stay tuned. We're gonna have you uh, listen to one of our great sponsors that brings this great show them. to you. And then after you listen to that. And give them your business. Then we're going to talk some more football, probably some NFL. Let's do it. On behalf of the Beer Money Podcast, I want to thank you for listening to part one of episode one. And uh, we are legally obligated to tell you that the Beer Money Podcast does not guarantee results. All of our bets, all of our picks are suggestions, and they are made to be taken as such. Always do your research. Always be a responsible gambler. And if you or anyone you know has a problem with gambling, please go online to find your state's local resources. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow.